I am Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks Podcast. I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks Podcast. I'm here with producer Chad, and we're going to discuss a little bit about The Professor, one of the most amazing podcasts for me. Guy changed my life. It was absolutely amazing. And now you know the story. You were sitting in a podcast, obviously. Here's what I need to know from you. What two things out of that podcast can you say absolutely changed who you, who you are, what you thought about? You know, I, I would say the first thing is I, w- I was blown away with how he, how he got into this side of the business and the humility that he has still uh, being on this side of it and, and having interviewed five over 500 of some of music's most iconic, biggest legends, yet... This guy is a guy that you, you'd swear you'd grown up with him since you were a kid. No, that's, that's true. That's one. Yeah, that's one. I think the second thing is, and I had, I've obviously seen a lot of Adam's stuff, but the amount of knowledge that he has. And I, I was blown away with, during the interview, you, were, you, know, you guys would talk about um, a group or an album or a song. And he, Billy Joel was a perfect example. He knew how many records... In between Piano Man, you know, uh, uh, or not Piano Man, but in between uh, Billy Joel's first hit and how many records he he did that were not hits. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff just blew me. I was just like, this guy's like a god to me. Like, a music (laughs) god. No, it's so true. So So true. So what were the two things that influenced you or that you found the most most profound with Well, of course, uh, you know, b- back in, in Sundance is when mm-hmm. I met him for the first time. And when he was doing the whole Kenny Loggins um, interview there for the, uh, for the entertainment, um, he made a statement that I just thought was so incredibly profound. I mean, obviously, we know the whole story. We want listeners to go listen to his whole story because yep. it is amazing when you listen to the whole story. But Kenny Loggins was one of his first great big interviews. And then Kenny stopped everybody and said, wait a minute, this guy is really good. This is not the end to him. And he attributed that to what they call sending down the elevator. So I thought that was the first big message. Yes. Once you get to a certain level, you send the elevator down, and you help elevate other people up to where he's at. So I, is that what was, Adam was doing to us? Was he sending the elevator It's exactly down what us? he was doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because when, when I told him, I said, listen, man, I really want to do your podcast. I, I mean, A, you're an unbelievably influential guy in the world of mm-hmm. music. And uh, heck, yeah, I mean, uh, this guy's wanted by everybody all over the place. And uh, for him to be able to give us a whole entire hour plus of his time yeah. uh, to, to do it, you bet. He sent the elevator down, man. So that was, um, that was one. That's probably the biggest one. It was the biggest one for me. Uh, but second, uh, and I would probably just reiterate what you just said. I mean, he's read 5,000 books from the time he was growing up as a kid to now, uh, the level of of music that he knows the story, knows the music. It's just the most amazing thing I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah. No, it was. And uh, so, you know, I'll just throw out there real quick. Um, you know, uh, if you haven't uh, watched that podcast, if you were, if you grew up listening to music in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s, watch, watch this episode. episode. And then please, uh, when you're done watching our episode, go out to Adam's uh, YouTube channel, the professor of rock and uh and and follow him subscribe to that channel because you can watch all of his interviews uh he's done over 500 a thousand hours of content 
Um, so he, you will find, you, he will be posting stuff for a long time. And hearing just the stories behind the song is amazing. How yeah. these artists come up with this stuff and yeah, it's mind blowing. It must do, it's a must watch. Yeah. It's a must watch. Absolutely. Episode. So, um, you know, over the weekend I, I got to watch some professional sports for the first time since all this COVID crap started, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I watched uh, a Rockies game, uh, and a couple of hockey games, uh, didn't really watch any basketball, but I know basketball is going on. I don't know about you. Did you watch any of this stuff? You know, I saw a little bit uh, of baseball. Atlanta Braves. Uh, one of my uh, relatives, he was watching his favorite teams, the Atlanta Braves. So we watched a little bit of that. Did watch a little couple innings, I think, of the Rockies. Um, and then I've seen basketball on. I just haven't watched much of it. But what do you think of these uh, cardboard cutout people in the stands? You know, I'm just not okay with it. I'm, I'm uh, not feeling that. It's awkward to me. And, uh, but I feel for those guys. I mean, um, I get it. You know, uh, when you're used to lecture in front of crowds, or we even talked with Vinny Montez. We've yeah, talked with that's right. Uh, you yeah. know, the Josh Blues in the yeah. world. These comedians, and you know, when they're trying to perform for a uh, where there's no crowd, it's it's harder. Nobody's feeding yeah. off the energy, and I think it kind of comes across as fans too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's pretty fascinating what's going on. As a matter of fact, we, I know you and I both, we want to do a podcast on a couple of these events that are going on, sure. why people are thinking the way they are, and how it's working out. Um, I just read something just uh, just today that the numbers are way down. Um, for probably a very reasons, you know, fans can't go and enjoy. Sure, um, there's a lot of political stuff in sports right now, yep. so we we want to address that, and and I know you'll hook that up at some yep. point. Yep. Well, so in honor of of sports of all levels opening back up, um, I thought it would be fun to do our interview with Tim Resch that we did with yeah. uh, with Dr. John in uh, Las Vegas. I knew you were bringing that up, and uh, that is a really good one. I'm excited for that episode. You know what? If we did it for Professor Rock, what it, tell me the uh, two highlights from uh, that one. Well, uh, well first of all, I'll, I'll tell you this. From a, from a producer standpoint, I remember when John uh, said that he had a professional referee lined up to do an interview. And I thought, how freaking exciting is this going to be? And I was blown away with the interview because I learned stuff about officiating I had no idea about. Um, So I think, you know, for me is, you know, the two things, um, that's probably one. Uh, I think that's just, you know, I'll I'll keep it sort of generic with that. understanding how much money can be made in, in officiating. Right. That, like, I, I hate, you know, I hate to, to go down that road, but at, at the same time, like, I had no idea officials made that kind of money. Like, this is a legit profession. Yes. And, you know, I think maybe one thing that, that really came out of this that, that we didn't really do a good job of maybe saying this, but I hope our young listeners that are, like, young athletes, right, mm-hmm. that are dreaming of uh, a career in a sport – I'll tell you what, if you haven't thought about it, think about a career as an official in that sport because that, that's a great career. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that because th- those were my highlights too. I mean, well, I, eh, well there's, there's one. one. There's that, one more. Yeah. But that, and I'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, re- I mean, I knew they made good money. I didn't know how much that, that they actually made. The second thing that um, I, I really loved about it was, and, and you and I have talked about this endlessly. When it comes to, you know, our celebrity status people and what we call real life, real stories, the real life, real stories are the ones that just get so much feedback and so much viewing. Yes. And this is one of those stories that 
there was so much experiential knowledge in it because yeah. I have been around officials my whole life, and, and, and there was so much I learned. Like, okay, should we even say it again? It was one of my favorites. I mean, it was, again, one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts because not only did you gain a ton of knowledge, but, man, learning about not only the commitment and how these guys get judged and how these yep. guys um, continue to climb up that ladder. And, uh, and I know you'll remember this, too, but... Uh, you know, these guys start real young, like in their 20s, to get to that well, level. He, yeah, he started as a teenager. Yeah, that was impressive to Offici- me. Officiating, like, literally, like, local youth yeah. sports. Yeah, it was amazing. And he was a college athlete himself. He and, was. And uh, so, obviously, he knows the game, knows the rules. Well, he's drafted by the Rockies, so he actually had yeah. a potential, he's like, major good. league career. But Yeah, he was real good. You know, the one thing that came out of it for me, and I, I know there's one thing I, that you have to tell that was your favorite part. Yes, uh, I will. You know, but... The one thing that came out of it for me, and this is what I hope anybody that watches this podcast gets, anybody that has kids that play sports, or if you're a, a dad coach, or if you're just a coach or whatever it is, you know, uh, these officials are, like, they're just human beings trying yeah. to do a job, you know? And, and that's what came out of it for me, for me was they're human beings. They're going to make good calls. They're going to make bad calls. Um, and, and he admits that. Yeah. Um, give them a break, man. They're they're just trying to do what what they believe is best at the in the moment. It's so. true, and that that's real positive outtake with that too, because he he was very he was very clear about that. Yeah, very and it, and it is different from when when you're at the prof, the professional level that Tim and his brother and his his dad and grandpa all were, have have been at or are at. It is different because those calls are reviewed and, yeah. and everything else. I'm talking about at the U sports level, like yeah. give these guys a break yeah. and, the, and these gals, man. It's true. <laughs> They're just, you know, so, but w- I know there's one part yeah. that you, you totally identified with because you were a catcher in baseball. That's right. What was that? Well, moment? so we talked, and I don't know how much of that was on the podcast and how much we talked off camera because unfortunately we ended up talking with these guys. Oh, like, that part's on the podcast. It's on, it's on, it's on okay. the podcast. So, you know, we were talking about, as a catcher, I'm right in front of the umpire, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're framing balls. You're doing all kinds of things. They all know your technique, right, because they've seen it a billion times. Absolutely. But, you know, you play this psychology game, and, you know, you'll hold it there for just a couple extra seconds to let him know you thought that was a strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that extra maybe, couple seconds. Maybe slide the glove yeah, in just like, a little bit. Just yeah. a second. And it was interesting how he understands that, and he knows it. And, you know, you're not calling him out. You're not showing him up. You're just letting him know just by a kind of a language that you have amongst sure. each other. And, and it was really fun for me to talk to him about that. But what you're talking about, he was describing a play, comes in, it's 50-50. Yeah, either it's way. a bang-bang play. Bang-bang, at home play. either way. And I told him, I go, I already know you punched him out, right? And he's like, yeah, because it's sexier to punch somebody out than it is to go <laughs> like this. And it is so true because it's like anything else, we are conditioned for that that just grand moment yep. and how you punch them out is all it's about. That is part of the episode. I love oh. and I can't wait for people to see that. That's the highlight. That, I don't want to say that's the highlight, but it is one of the highlights. It was one of the good ones, but you have to, you have to admire his honesty in the, in the moment. Unbelievable that, you know, that's another thing that I think, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed about that because I too was like, I don't know where this is going. Like, yeah. I don't know where, you know, where officiating goes. And, um, God, just the rules and the amount of homework and the the language and, and how people are working the refs and how the refs, you know, perceive that. It was amazing. Well, I don't I think what I learned from from Tim was um, you know, these guys are not, you know, at the professional level or at the NCAA level, it, 
they're not just weekend warriors doing these things. This is a this is literally a full time job, a one hundred percent year round job. These guys are constantly learning, constantly going through clinics, all this stuff. I, I have so family. much. I honestly, because of Tim, I have so much more respect and admiration for for uh, an official in any sport at any level. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know, like, my hat's off to yeah, them. Yeah, me because, too. That was awesome. I'm excited yeah. for people to hear that one. Well, and I think what it shows, too, is it shows the diversity of, of the stories that we tell. Yeah. Right? And we know that uh, today is August 3rd. Um, in 10 days from now, August 13th, is a, a uh, date in history that I know you and I will never forget. It's something that hit very close to home for me, and it happens to be the episode that's coming out the following week. So, you know, we got, we got uh, Tim's story this week. Next week is the story of, uh, it, it's about the Chris Watts murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a, an emotional, touching interview. Um, it, it goes to show you that, man, people are, are capable of anything, really. And I think what's interesting about that is we are talking to some of the closest people to the guy, most likely. And uh, how close that interaction came, but yet someone is having this thought and then going ahead and committing it. Um, but at the same the time, you know, the, we won't give away the story. Right. But arguably, these, the, the interview we're, we, that we're going to do, or that we've done, that mm-hmm. we're going to be posting, they are conceivably the last people outside of Chris and Shanann to ever see these girls alive publicly. Yeah. And Chris sat at a party the night of, the night, you know, the night before he he killed Shanann and uh, and Bella and Celeste and had conversations with people yeah. as if everything was fine. It's, and it's it, like just a monster like this story is so powerful. It's it's literally a thriller. It's a psychological uh it's a psychological interview that you it's a must watch um you, you know i've watched the movies i've watched there's two different ones that i end up watching over this thing but when you hear it from these people it, it is uh it is quite bone chilling um i don't know where it goes i don't know how people will perceive or or, or take this but uh it is a must listen this is yep. a must listen yep so again uh follow us like us on facebook uh we're at true talks media Catch all the episodes on our website, www.truetalks.com. And if you can't watch, uh, listen. You can catch us on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Um, I, I don't think we're yet on Pandora. I know we're kind of like in this holding pattern with Pandora. Be patient if that's where you get your podcast. We will be there. But we're on all the others. Can't thank you enough for, for watching and listening to, uh, to all the True Talk stories. Thank you so much. Let's keep it going. All right, buddy. All right.